Welcome to AMO Kenzuku, episode 34. We are a group of four bubblegum crisis boomer otaku who get together to discuss things uh, anime, manga, and otaku-related. And uh, yeah, we're today we're discussing spring 2023 anime shows. But before we get started... Uh, we should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, I'm Sam. Hey all, I'm Mike. I am Dylan. And I am tonight, or today's host, uh, Nick. So, actually, before we get started on the topic at hand, I think, Dylan, you had something you wanted to uh, mention related to the last episode, which was Otaku Games. Yeah, so I uh, I picked up and have been playing Final Fantasy sixteen. Oh yeah, me too. And, oh, shiny. Oh, okay, good. So someone else has been so. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Final Fantasy 16 is definitely not an otaku game by by my standards, and I believe also by Nick's standards as as well. That's that's my that's my hard assertion, and it is. I think I could go on for quite a while talking just about this game and to myself because i'm a huge final fantasy nerd like asking the question whether this is or is not a final fantasy game um they, they say it... crystals repeatedly so i'm sure it's final fantasy. they do say crystals and <laughs> there is gill uh there's and chocobos and mogs right there oh. are chocobos and a mog but aside from that i'm like is this just like witcher gaiden it's interesting you mentioned that because I remember I think it was Yoshi P who said that um, the because of the game's size, they actually ended up being unable to lip sync the dialogue to the Japanese voice track. So all of the lip syncing is actually done to the English dub. That is huh. incredibly evident. I've I've been playing with Japanese with mm. the English subs on, um, and. The Japanese dialogue is fine, but it is uh, the subs are not a translation of the Japanese. The subs, oh. the subs are it's like closed caption for yes. the English dub. Interesting. Yes. Huh. So there's some parts where, like overall, like overall, the actual like flow of things is the same, obviously. But and I, I'm having trouble coming up with a specific example right now. But I could hear a lot of things were like what I was listening to them saying versus what was actually translated were would often be like very different where it almost give like a completely different like tone or way that the people were like interacting with each other and like words such that it was like huh that is like so different and yeah the lip flap is definitely uh it's definitely only flapping to the english it's funny i've been thinking about that what it would be like in japanese is like because i'm playing it in english and it's very British, so like yeah. I've from oh. the trailers I saw it's a lot of like British and like Scottish sounding voices. I'm like, hey, I dig this. This matches yeah. the aesthetic. So mm-hmm. I yeah. was actually when I when I pick up the game myself, I was contemplating just going for it just because seeing the lips not matching the the dialogue would probably drive me crazy. So yeah, English voice acting these days is very good, and and it's, sixteen is no well, exception. Well, it's because it's evolved beyond just Americans doing it, right? Like, it's like a global English affair now, too. So you or get, you know... Just better people, right? Like, it's yeah, the industry's too. been around longer. There's Now there's people who've focused on it forever instead of kind of, like, washed up other actors, so... <laughs> That's a bit cruel, but yeah, I get what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. 
a top a topic for another episode perhaps (laughs) yeah and on that thing too like there was that um the poorly redacted document from like the sony microsoft thing that that came out where they literally tried to like uh use sharpie over stuff to black out numbers and things for the sony document which shockingly doesn't work these days (laughs) um where it was very oh i think that i forget they actually had budget numbers for stuff and it was something it was like the newest like modern warfare game cost something like 300 million dollars to make yeah Mm -hmm. i believe it and you're just like oh like if you'd heard that for a movie you would have been like oh my god that's like uh, you know like one of the you know, most expensive movies ever to make. And that's like... Like, that's about what the new Indiana Jones movie cost, apparently. Oof, crazy. One reason it may or may not make that back. Um, But that's one of those things where it's, yeah, it's like it doesn't even make sense if you're like, oh, well, we have and we're spending all of this crazy money. And by the way, everyone sounds like, uh, what's his name? Spike Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, those games recoup just because one, they're the seasonal model. So really, the game is not sixty dollars; it's like a hundred and whatever dollars to get all of the content right. for the year. And then there's loot boxes and other, you know, junk, junk clogging up the pipeline. So sure. it'll recoup. It, it'll it, recoup the money. But it just—it just like it's that thing of like, oh, this isn't just like, oh, well, you know, someone, you know, we had a million dollars, we made it, so we only had like forty-five thousand dollars to do the English localization entirely. So, uh. Okay, Atlas, we did what we could. Um, you know, it's like these things are huge. You know, like international things. So yeah, I actually I might I'm I've actually been considering swapping uh in sixteen over to over to English and hearing that it's in more of like a British sounding rather than American actually makes me more inclined to uh to do that because it definitely would have that feel appropriate for it. Um Sam, since you've said you've played it, what, what's your feeling on that game? Is it an otaku? Is it an otaku game or not? No, I mean I agree. It's not an otaku game. It's it's extremely mainstream. I mean, if you play RPGs, you'll probably be playing this game. Like, it's yes, actually, it's not even really an RPG. I mean, we could argue about that, but let's not. Um, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's it's uh it's yeah. a very accessible game. It's just got a big story, so. Yeah, it's it's wild considering that uh, as I was saying before the show, I've I've recently given my soul over to playing Final Fantasy fourteen, which is like oh no, that oh, is definitely no talk game. Yeah, it's like yeah. the mo- it, but it's one of those things where it's like you know same producer, you know lead lead person in charge of it, and the same you know business use it unit or whatever at it, it, Squeenix, but like that they made probably like you know like the most like otaku final fantasy game maybe not the most but it's certainly it's way up there because it gets so deep with letting people be their their full living their full weeb life on final fantasy 14 and then the one they make that's not that is you know like so much not it's the least otaku final fantasy game like in the last 20 years yeah that's been made in a very long time um so I just find that kind of interesting. It could be one of those things where, like, everyone's worked on such this, you know, unending Final Fantasy fourteen thing for such a long time that they could have been like, yeah, we want to do something that we think is Final Fantasy, but it's also very different and not anything that's like you've seen before. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as Final, it's interesting because as far as Final Fantasy is concerned, I feel like they actually took a big risk in trying to make the game more like like an action game. I haven't played it, but from what I've watched of it, it's like very much an action game, like Devil May Cry like, as far as like the the, how bombastic the movements are, and it looks cool. Like I think it looks fun to play and looks cool, but does not look like your you know the Final Fantasy that we grew up with. No, yeah, and it 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 makes like it. It makes uh like FF seven R Final Fantasy seven remake. It makes that feel like like you're playing Final Fantasy six on Super Nintendo versus what this game plays like because it's mm. just so like. You just mean in terms of how different it is, or yeah, and just like how like intense like the action combat stuff is, and like it's you know like the I remember that I think in one of the interviews Yoshi P said that um, they he had all of the staff like basically got him copies of Game of Thrones and was like here watch this uh-huh. before we're getting into this, and you're like well yeah that is kind of yeah it is very you know very games of games of Throny you know and then set as this single player heavy action rpg and a high fantasy thing with a with the fancy dog and <laughs> um but yeah it's so okay i've definitely heard that that whole anecdote about them being very game of thrones inspired which yeah. you definitely see it i'm my honestly like my i am still i'm still not decided whether i really like it as a game and i'm definitely not decided whether i like it as a final fantasy game (laughs) interesting yeah yeah i mean that's kind of the main thing i've been hearing from like long time final fantasy fans is that they they don't deny the quality of it but it may not be for them so i'll probably save my judgment for when i actually pick it up and play it which will be god knows when since i'm still (laughs) neck deep in street fighter and and diablo 4 so yes oh all right so leaving otaku gaming off to the side perhaps we should move on to the topic for tonight's episode which is now the end of spring 2023 so i feel like most of us have watched you know all of at least a few of the offerings but I feel like it's uh, uh, the only show, or actually there's only two shows it looks like we all watched, and the first we'll discuss is probably the the de facto best show of the season, if not year, in Oshinoko. Um, We already dedicated an entire ep to the first episode slash movie, and, you know, the rest of the season carried on quite well. And I gotta say, High Dive continues to keep me stringing, strung along with, you know, one banger every single season that keeps me poning up that $5 a month. Um, Oshinoko probably even more, I dare say even more than Made in Abyss kept me hooked for this season. Um, that, this, that show like, really impressed me with how they executed it. Even having been somebody who read some of the manga, I, haven't, I it actually went past where I read, so you know there was some new oh. content for me, which was great. But yeah, uh, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it past the movie into the end. I am glad they officially confirmed more is on the way because I'd be yeah, pretty cool. upset 
Awesome. If, uh, if, if that wasn't the case, I <laughs> that think. That was the first thing I did after the, the last episode ended. I was like, what? Yeah. Tell me the question more. is how long I can wait before just binging the manga. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely understand that feeling as well, Mike. Uh, one thing I found really interesting, actually, is I just saw, uh, I think, on its official website, on, on Billboard, whatever the you know Billboard music rating website is, but um, excluding... Uh, U.S. artists, so obviously a huge chunk of the global populace, you know, popular artists, uh, apparently Idol by um, Yasabi uh, was the global number one hit wow. uh, on wow. Billboard Global, excluding U.S. artists, which is still the first for any anime song ever. So that's pretty impressive, since it's it's an interesting song as well. Like, it's very different. Uh, I like it a lot. I think mm-hmm. you also be does some cool stuff. Um, they also did the second opening for B Stars, which I also enjoyed. So, oh, so yeah, they do again. some they do some neat stuff. Um, but yeah, um, that's that's kind of just my you know fanboying over it. Uh, what about uh, what about you, Mike? What were your thoughts on it? I mean, I can't do much but fanboy over the series too. Honestly, I am think I said on our last Oshinoko app that I'm a sucker for like show business shows to an extent because writers tend to actually know what they're writing about <laughs> at mm. least for some extent. And when they don't, things can also get exaggerated and pretty nuts. Like, I mean, I still have a fondness for glass mask. I should find, try and hunt down more chapters of that at some point, but <laughs> uh so yeah, um, just really liked it. Can't wait for a second season. Um, and didn't totally expect to say that, given that idols aren't my biggest thing. Same. Uh, what about you, Dylan? So I uh, just from a variety of things, this spring season, I can't say that the shows weren't good, but I just had trouble getting my mind into a state and body into one where i was like watching and really watching a lot of anime regularly but i did finish uh uh i did finish oshinoko it was the only show of the spring that i have actually watched all the episodes of and it's good i i don't know i don't feel like i i don't feel like i loved it as much as i was kind of wanting to but i did keep coming back and watching it and it was always uh you know it was always interesting and like well done and you know so so it wasn't boring but it i i would rather have um you know of of high dive of high dive shows um just going off of that like i prefer like maiden abyss and call of the night over uh over it however i will say that the uh, the lead in to the ending song and the end song in animation <laughs> is mm, it is so freaking good. It's pr- like this season actually I think had two of my favorite uh, ending ending songs and animation things that I've seen in a while. Like there there's another one that's uh, quite good, but the the lead in to uh, into the end for for this it like it's great that it's become like a whole internet meme thing where you, you know people do all sorts of ridiculous things that they lead in with the uh with the end song of uh 
of it uh, and uh, of Oshinoko. And the other thing that I find interesting is it's one of the few, at least these days, I feel like for my for my taste, non female vocal song that I think is a super banger and is really good and fun. Yeah, I mean, Mephisto is a banger. That is a damn good ending song. I And I, I found it interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the only time you see the full animated ending is the final episode because every other ep kind of preludes the end of the last, oh, last yeah. like 20 seconds of the ep into the animated portion, right? Where the final yes. episode actually plays from the, you know, from the very end, you know, like episode ends and then it plays a song from the beginning. You see some weird you know dark screens i don't even remember what it was to be honest but yes yeah yeah i agree with that i was disappointed by that to be honest because i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to see him another another twist at the very end yeah every, i was like what are they gonna do this time so what about you sam uh yeah i loved it definitely my favorite show of the season i like was excited to watch it every week is probably the only one that i um kept up with as it came out um the other ones I would kind of push aside as life gotten, you know, in the way or whatever. But I would always watch Oshinoko. Um, yeah, I mean, it has it the the, the twists and, and turns are really fun to watch. The kind of the, the interactions between the characters, the way everybody grows. I mean, I'm, I'm saying lots of generic things, but like it's done in a very exciting way, where you just kind of uh not not predictable it definitely there's things where like hindsight you're like oh i guess you know it kind of just lulled you into it but i could i I don't think i ever once was like oh this is exactly what's going to happen in this next episode like it's always a a twist in a way that you don't expect yeah yeah that's how i felt yeah i I, i'm trying i'm trying not i guess for the sake of the listeners i'm trying not to use too many actual details because honestly if you're listening to this episode please watch this show it's absolutely worth watching yeah, I mean, and you'll know if you're into it or not after if you can make it through the. the if first... you can make it through the movie, then you're going to be in for a, a treat because every episode afterwards is, in my opinion, just keeps getting better and better. So. Yeah, yeah. I just i I really loved that. I mean, one. I mean, I talk about the story a lot, but the animation is kept pretty high quality through the whole thing. Agreed. Um, and that was this is not a studio that like I had any hopes for animation quality. Um, and yeah, just the, the story was really interesting. And it, like Mike says, it's not a thing that I usually think I would care about. Um, but, uh, it, they did a good job of yeah mixing in the industry and I love business stuff. So like that kept it really interesting for me and this, the way, um, yeah, just people do unexpected things and there's always, they, they do the good thing of like, there's seeds of a mystery that they keep planting as the show goes. And then they keep revealing kind of answers as they also go through, um, which again, I and, can't really and say. And just these, so but... subtly, they like keep everything interconnected in a very organic and subtle way. Like characters yes. are related in ways that you'd never thought they would be, for example, across multiple episodes. I was like, Oh wow, that's really, really neat. And just felt it felt really organic and just like subtle, and I I think that's very impressive um, to to do, honestly. Yeah. I best drama series I've watched in oh well, yeah, a long time. is, yeah. is what I can say. So, and not to say that the show is without it, you know, without faults. There's certain things sure. where I, I'm like kind of like meh, but 
overall, I mean, really, really good. Um, question: Did, Does anyone else watch that, or I'll say any other uh, things on a high dive on uh, Apple TV box, the set top box? Uh, yeah. I do not. You, you did, Sam. Yeah. Did you get a weird thing where like the subtitles would all get like out of order, like uh, on a screen? I haven't seen that yet. Actually, now that I think about it, I might this season I might not have watched anything any high dive shows on my apple tv because mm. it's so weird because i'll watch high dive stuff on i've got a google tv and i watch it on there and like they're all fine but if i put it on my apple tv like same still on like a 4k device or whatever like one the subtitles are like super huge but it's like they'll be out of order where it's like there'll be two two subtitle lines on the screen and it'll literally be like line two and then line one so i have to like figure and like read line two and then like line one and it's terrible um, oh that sounds aggravating yeah aside from yeah. that I th- aside from that i think high dive has actually improved a lot of their the actual stuff of like syncing up episodes and things like that a bit i don't think it's still not like perfect but it definitely felt like it was less terrible than before um some of their like cues and favorites and things those things are still kind of not functional the way i think they should be but uh (laughs) important things but yeah yeah but i don't know at least that was that was my feeling it was just one of those random asides on high dive all right then moving on i think the only other show all four of us watched was birdie wing season two or i guess end of season one however you wanted to number it um yeah like I still watched most of it. I have the last step to get through, but I will watch the last one because I've at least enjoyed it enough. But I will say I distinctly enjoyed season one quite a bit more than season two. It's kind of my the way the, my like yep. five five second assessment of it. Same. I don't know if that's how everybody else feels or not. Yeah, I watched all of it and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but it didn't like blow me away and shock me the way season one did by coming so far out of left field. I think the thing that was strange to me was season one, like, overall not a lot happens in it, but I was okay with that, like, because the things that were happening were still, like, fun and entertaining. I feel like season two, they, like, I think I felt like they probably had three more seasons of stuff ready, but they're like, nope, we're just gonna cram it all into... To, to like six episodes because I feel like it ended very sh- suddenly yeah. as far as the lead up to the final, you know, game basically, right? Like they said, oh, you ca- you two have a year to be able to match each other in the whatever the British Open. And I'm like, oh, is this the build up? I'm like, wait, that's going to take a while. Like, nope, it took took a quarter of an episode and a montage. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it I guess. makes me wonder if ratings weren't good enough to give it a season three and so they got told like you have to wrap this up or yeah i'm interested i mean probably i'm not sure if we'll ever get a real answer because you know we have to find somebody who worked on it to probably ask them but i don't know i do get that vibe of like i think they wanted to make it make more but it just didn't do well enough beyond season two so though i will say the ending does make me want a season three though i won't be completely unhappy if we don't get one yeah I felt you. you you've same. been awful quiet, Dylan. Do you do you have anything to say? So I am again very behind, and I only watched two episodes of it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. Wow. 
I mean, go go ahead with whatever. That's fine. Have have the discussion. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm sure that somewhere someone will birdie some wings and someone will come up with new bullets to shoot and people will win and lose and be sad. And I feel like it's probably going to have like more high stakes drama than the first season. You're not like you're actually fairly accurate. But I mean, I guess that's kind of the whole point of the show, right? It's, yeah, of course. Everything's yeah. predictable in it, yeah. in my opinion. Like nothing is like super out of left field. Although I feel like some of the some of the story elements felt really forced. Like I didn't. I felt like they didn't need to do go through with so many of these. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it, like there. I don't know. At, I I think they felt pressure because obviously there was high, really high stakes in the first season, right? It was quite literally life or death in some points. So I guess they felt the need to have to match that for some reason, but I don't know. Like my, I think my biggest complaint is that it turned from fun, like no holds barred underground golf to vanilla pro golf, which it's not to say that can't be interesting I, but like i wouldn't call it vanilla i mean it was pretty like prince of tennessee as far as like the absurdity of the of the techniques i mean sure but at the same time like you had crazy cheating and stuff going on in the first season sure. and it was like how do you beat the cheater right and then in the second season it's like i mean okay they call out they still have like special moves and stuff which is great but like it wasn't it wasn't as exciting because it's just kind of like well who plays better golf right like they're not really playing yeah. against somebody as much uh, so I, that was that was kind of a letdown and then the whole rush at, at the end was also mega disappointing uh, yeah I, yeah I w- like i still like it because it, no nothing i mean nothing else has tried to do what it does so mm-hmm. i i think it has a, i'll always have a warm you know a warm, i'll have a warm spot for it but i feel like season one definitely outshone season two by a lot like a lot a lot in my opinion i would love to have see more i mean i I would Ah, me too i would not complain if they did that like go after you know go follow some of the other girls like have have one of the other high school girls uh have a descent into darkness right or something like that i think that would be fun (laughs) like a like a like a gaiden birdie wing gaiden yeah yeah (laughs) i think that would be that would be interesting i mean there's a lot of stuff they could do with it i think um Kuroda's got the the chops clearly. Um, so oh yeah, for sure. Try again. Maybe maybe the second one will be better. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Let's see here. All right, Jan. Moving on. I think another one that at least three have watched, watched some of is um, is my home hero. If that's, I believe that's correct. I think. Well, Sam, you're the one that recommended it, and then I watched it all, and then I don't know if um, Dylan or Mike got to watch any of it. Not yet. Uh, I'll I'll start in. I watched I watched the first episode, and it was kind of interesting. It, it's an interesting premise there of the the thing, but I don't know. I again, like I said, like I just had not a, a thing against the shows. It's they're all way better than the winter shows, but I just had trouble getting into my head and and watching stuff. So I just did not watch more than the first episode. Because it also didn't like super sell me, and I'm like, all right, if I'm gonna watch a thing, then it's gonna be Oshinoko or uh, my other my other favorite show of the season that'll will come up at some point. Um, and this one didn't just didn't quite make that cut. I think yeah. that's fair. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I was so 
I actually, I haven't finished. I think I got like one episode left. Um, I, this was one of the few shows that I was excited to watch every time. Um, cause I think they did a good job of kind of the suspense of, um, in every episode, basically the main character is in some kind of bind and he has to try and figure out how to get out of it or, and it's not even really how to get out of it. It's how to basically stay alive. Um, and one step at a time. And that is really fun to watch again. It's it's like Oshinoko. It's the whole, like, um, I'm going to tell you a little thing about this character. And then you're, you're in your head. are going to be like, Oh, I wonder how that plays with this other thing that I know about from like a previous episode, or maybe they'll do whatever. And you know, that kind of stuff kept me coming back to, see what was going on uh, animation was eh, you know whatever but it, pretty uh, pretty pretty bad in my opinion. I, I won't disagree with that <laughs> pretty bad um i guess quick quick rewind for anybody who's wondering i guess to describe my home hero it's basically a story about a father trying to commit the perfect murder in order to save his daughter from an abusive relationship is that is that sum it up about right yeah yeah i think that's so it's, that's the impulsive first, murder too it's not impulsive like he, it was not it was yeah it was a i would say it's a crime of almost a crime of passion like he yeah. was doing it and in, in, you know i mean he, he bludgeoned somebody to death with a rice cooker like you don't plan that right so yeah. um i do agree i think like I, I, I think I, I mentioned it previously. It reminds me of something that that like Naoki Urasawa would write. Like in many ways, like the way the characters are, like they all are very human. Mm-hmm. You know, people. Nobody is, you know, it's like besides like intellect, nobody has got superhuman powers or anything. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say that the show was very strong for me most of the way. I almost can't knock the ending because the manga is still going. So oh, really? they obviously, just, yeah. So I was wondering, like, are they just going to let it go? Because at the end, I don't even know if the end is air quotes made up or not. Because without spoiling it, since I'm the only one that's watched it all, it seems kind of like a little abrupt <laughs> as well. So I was kind of surprised. Hmm, okay. um, and it doesn't seem, I don't think it's going to do well enough to warrant another season. I'd be pretty surprised if I got greenlit for more. But I'll probably go back and read the manga because I did enjoy what I read of it. Although part of it's because I kind of want to, I don't know. It it might have been just me, but based off of the ending credits, it heavily infers that something horrible happens to the main character and or somebody he is attached to because like he's just got it's just like a bunch of stills of him like in writhing agony. I'm thinking like, oh, when's it gonna happen? And then it never, and then you know, I oh. won't say anything, but. Um, I wonder if that's because it's tied with more of the manga than the actual anime, because there's, well, I mean, I'm just looking at the wiki right now. The manga is currently on volume 21. Holy cow. Oh, it's, wow. It goes and goes and goes. Like, Dang. yeah, 21 just released uh, June of this year. So, Jeez. I mean, yeah. So I'm really interested to see where it can go, you know, be how it keeps on kind of escalating, because... You know, I I, de- I definitely see the, the 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 bones of a very very strong franchise there. Mm-hmm. Just just not able to be executed amazingly in animation, which yeah. you know I, I get that. 
shucks because it could be i mean really good there's no reason they couldn't because it's not like it's an action-packed show or anything like, right there's really almost, i mean which is probably why they got a paper thin budget because they're like why do we need good animators for this there's no <laughs> anime there's nothing to animate which i kind of get yeah so um all i can say is this might be a stretch but if anybody enjoyed this show then i would highly recommend they watch parasite from uh i believe it aired in 2017 that's on netflix right now um, the, the Japanese Korean movie or the no, anime the anime okay. the, the parasite the maxim i think yeah. it's called uh, the japanese title is kiseiju which is it's a very old manga actually in the yeah. 80s and the anime got a lot of hate because what they what Madhouse opted to do was modernize the show as far as character designs and the time it took place in. So instead of, you know, like rotary phones and all the other old tech, they updated it with twenty, you know, ten tech, which I personally thought they did well, but apparently that kind of triggered a lot of people for whatever reason. But I don't know. I would highly recommend watching Parasite if uh if you enjoyed my home hero. I feel like they have a lot of similarities. Um the other Parasite's show... Is different because it is, has all this weird supernatural stuff in it, but like the the way that the premise of like the main character is kind of similar. The the other show that I was thinking of that reminded me of my own hero is Breaking Bad. It's kind of like the the main character is a normal guy and gets kind of sucked, sucked into, into this. yeah yeah, and he just kind of has to try and survive through it. Um, well, unfortunately the the main character is not making lots of money doing this um right. he's just trying to stay alive but just trying to keep him and his family alive basically yeah it, he's not yeah. asking for much like really like yeah he killed yeah. the guy i get that but like he's not really asking for a lot he just wants to go back to live living a normal life so yeah just a normal you, life you do i do feel for him but I, uh i did want to say there's one other thing that i liked about the show and that is it's a show that makes you um sympathize with some of the the bad guys which i think is it does is a good i thing. agree i definitely agree it does a good job of that it's it makes it very gray so i do mm-hmm. appreciate that part Alrighty, uh let's i'll try to pick it up here since things are we still have quite a bit of a list so next i believe next most popular air quotes in the group was hell's paradise i watched all of it uh what about you all i have like two episodes left Oh, okay. So you watch quite a bit of it. Yeah. Anybody else watch any? I watched one episode and then... Fair enough. Not okay. bad. Not so... bad. I just didn't watch more. That's that's reasonable. I guess... Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sam, did you want to go try to go with the give a, a five-second synopsis? Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of... There's a, a rumors of this island that has this magic elixir that gives eternal life. Um, they send parties out to go get it. They come back um, crazy, deformed, um, and so they send a bunch of prisoners over there with uh, basically assassin-like attendants um, and say, if you bring back the elixir, you'll be pardoned. And uh, yeah, it seems like a battle royale, but it kind of quickly becomes not a battle royale, uh, although I guess it is in spirit. Which is... Yeah, it definitely kind of bait and switch me because it definitely sold me on that premise initially and also some of the characters like some of the characters mm-hmm. are really interesting to me especially the main two yeah i i like quite a lot because they're such they're so different but also still both compelling characters at first i thought i was just going to be into gabimaru because you know he's 
the main ninja assassin and he just wants to go home and live a peaceful life with his wife i'm like yeah i can relate to that mm-hmm. um except for the ninja assassin part <laughs> um yeah. and then you have um oh what's her name uh sagiri uh-huh. um the, the simon who's assigned to him and she kind of seems very milk toasty just kind of like a not much of a personality character but you realize it's because she's got this in, weird internal struggle to, of being like an executioner who actually really doesn't enjoy doing it but mm-hmm. wants to still be strong because in her their, her clan like women are supposed to just be basically like birthing chambers so she wants to like buck that trend which i can also respect so it has compelling characters um it does a lot of like oh this character actually isn't what you, who you think they are and that's cool i respect that and it has it kind of jumps the shark a lot when it comes to like what the main i guess point of conflict is mm-hmm. um what i can say is the opening is very like trippy and psychedelic and truthfully the show kind of actually steers towards that direction more the more further the show goes which i thought was interesting cool opening i really enjoy the opening i do yeah uh, mappa overall did good opening amazing amazing animation um mm-hmm. rest of the show i say is good not like amazing but good enough yeah so it's uh it ended up being uh very popular and pretty highly rated um oshinoko was the most highest rated and second most popular next to uh the newest season of demon slayer which hey you know that's not that's, that's not pretty bad impressive but yeah, that's yeah frankly it's pretty good for a, a single and then uh jugo kuraku was the third most popular uh and also had very high very high ratings so you know that's good for another thing as far as i i don't actually i don't know was it based off a manga or was it an original thing okay it's it's a it's based off a jump manga actually it's but runs the main jump too which is odd i was like this is pretty pretty dark and and morbid like border border you kind of see where originally when i described it a little bit of like taste hints of berserk as far as like the way the things how warped everything is like the creature designs yeah like the creature Mm -hmm. designs initially freaked the hell out of me like when they first got to the island i'm like what on earth is this place holy crap and then i kind of got used to it so if you got less like whereas berserk i don't think i ever got used to the horrors that no muta kept generating but no, that's, um, if you did there's something wrong with your psyche wrong with i think you. exactly yeah for <laughs> yeah initially i would say that initially it had that effect and then kind of lost a considerable amount of it once you see who the main air quote bad guys are um yeah which I, is I, fine but yeah i didn't my my big gripe with the show well one of my gripes um is the way that like um particularly gabimaru the the main character ninja guy in the very beginning he's like portrayed as invincible and then the power creep is like so fast that all of a sudden he's (laughs) very vulnerable and i'm like what he was like blocking sword swings, breaking swords before in his bare skin. Like now it's like nothing. I don't know. It's why even well, bother I feel with like that? The, I feel like the level of things they're fighting is kind of, it's kind of like off the charts as well. Sure. So. But I mean, like the other characters didn't have like steel skin or anything weird like that. And, and they did just fine as, you know, still selling the, the date. Like the guy cut off his own arm, that one mm-hmm. swordsman. The samurai like, dude. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, I was, that was great. Like, um, yeah, he's, I like him. He's cool. Yeah. Really good characterization, very fast. Like, I didn't have yeah. to have a big, long backstory. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like the power creep. 
Yeah, I, I I can agree. I can agree with that. Um, the show is far from flawless. I'm actually pretty surprised it ranked as highly as it because it feels like yeah. it's kind of an oddball show. Like it's going to be one of those where you either like it or you don't, and there's not going to be much in between. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm more more normy and mainstream than I thought I was. It's not like the animation is great either. I mean, like are, it's fine. It has it's not moments. Amazing. Yeah, but the but... fights. I would say the fights are far from amazing. They're like yeah. okay. I'm not sending anybody no. clips of fight animation from the show. No, like, def- definitely not. I'd be sending like the creature design images more than anything. The so. stills, yeah. The yeah, stills, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the opening. The opening's hot. Oh, yeah, the, the opening is very good. Yeah, opening is really good. I love that song. Yes, me too. Okay, uh, enough about Hell's Paradise. Next up is, uh, oh, I, I, I hate to say it, but uh, as, according to my tally anyway, next up is Magical Destroyers. Um, I'm pretty sure collectively we've all only watched probably the first episode. Am, am I right in that? I couldn't get past the first episode. Yeah, same. So. Yeah, okay. pretty. It, it was had such potential, and then met, will, then met the, out, and it and it met out everywhere in terms of it, quality rating and popularity. It oh. it took in my in my opinion, it took what was probably the like slowest pitch, underhand, like, easiest Grand Slam premise of the season, probably, as far as doing it well, and then just completely screwed the pooch on execution and animation and basically everything. Yeah. Um, the only thing it got right is the, the opening. Opening. She's <laughs> <laughs> definitely um, one of the best. I, I guess, I, I don't know, Dylan, why don't you go for the five-second description for, for, the, for the audience? Uh... Let me see if I can remember. So it takes place in uh, Japan where like a fascist group has taken over and is like Nazi final solutioning all of the otaku and they are fighting back and have a rebellion and get some uh, magical El Hazard goddesses on their side to try and fight for them. But uh, then, um, then everybody's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> and but said El Hazard goddesses are like kind of edge edge lordy and you know air quotes bad girl so to speak. I mean one of them wears a gas mask for for the love oh, of yeah. But um, unfortunately, I don't know much else because yeah, the main like the actual animation for the show is pretty bad, and the execution is also not good in my opinion. It, um, it's so sad because like like you say like it's it's. It's kind of Such... a real easy pitch, like and, right. and just do a trigger and go wild, like do a Gren Lagan and yeah. go crazy, and they just yeah. didn't. Like if Trigger had this plot, they would make a probably make a show that would be number one or two in a in a season, right? Like that's yeah. that's just their pedigree. But yeah, somehow I don't even remember what studio did it, but they just they they stopped at the op. They like they they pitched the op, and the guys were like, "Oh, this looks rad, do it," and then they just kind of gave up when they yeah. actually had to make the show, which was really sad because, again, the premise I felt like could have done so well is basically kind of like Madoka Magica, but instead of being like really dark and berserky, kind of more like edgy and, I don't know, like anti-hero-y in a way, like mm-hmm. like Suicide Squad-y, which I thought could be done, which would be pretty cool, but yeah, just terribly executed. So I, I just it just made me sad. So and- I'm just I'm just left with an empty feeling afterwards. Another shout out to writers, right? Like his a lot of this false like even with the animation if you could have had a good story i would have been there for it but like they couldn't be bothered yeah like it's it's really goes to show that 
writing is, in my opinion, probably one of the most important mm-hmm. like factors. And I mean, you know, obviously there's a bit of bias in this group, but like talk like you know, this is a show with an easy premise and terrible writing. Well, you know, if you go to a show or you know, property with a honestly really dumb premise, but brilliant writing like you, all you have to do is go to Sugoyo Masaru-san and yeah. you have one of the best written anythings ever and it is both animated terribly and <laughs> wonderfully at the same time but and has a really dumb premise but it's executed literally as well as anything could be executed I mean you can look at two other shows on here right like uh Oshinoko I think it has a stupid yeah. premise like oh it, yeah it's even uh, got a right. reincarnation like come on I my eyes rolled out of my head when I saw that True, but they put together a fantastic script. I mean, obviously manga, so like, yeah. But same point, and then like Mashal is one. Like, I don't know. We may get to this later, but like, that was actually st- the next show I was going to get. Yeah, to. yeah. Stupid, stupid premise, but like, you know, they got good animation. Actually, so. actually, actually why don't why don't we just go straight to it? So ne- okay. next up is Mashal, which is you know another another manga turned anime done by uh, I forgot what studio did it. A one, uh, A one, yeah, A one, A one. Which so, was I was A1. super surprised that they were the ones that did it. Yeah, I mean, I I, will, I won't lie. I only watched two eps because I've read some of the manga. So this one, I was kind of like, I don't know if I really need this in my life, but it was done well, so I can mm-hmm. say that much. Um, yeah, it's. It's, uh, I mean, honestly, it's probably one of the most likable shows this season. That's, like, easy to recommend most people because it's pretty, like, I don't know, I guess, like, n- n- what's the word, normie-friendly, I guess yeah. is the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Not not an insult to it. I mean, it's animated very well. It's a, you know, fun premise, executed well, and, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing from, no, I have no complaints about it. Lots of gags, great animation, like... You know, story is paper thin, but, you know, it's mostly built on its gags and its animation, I think. See, I don't think I didn't I didn't like it. I, I read like I read like almost 80 chapters of the manga. And at some point yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just kind of done reading this. I didn't but, say it was good. <laughs> but I don't know. I just felt like the the gagging in the animation and the anime like made me gag. And it wasn't as fun and funny as it was in the manga. Um, it just felt like it because the gag in the manga is like all of a sudden or like in the middle of frames that you have um, uh, the the main mash, Mr. Mashal man. He, you know, he's like he's all of a sudden is like kind of like weird, like kind of almost like chibi style in the middle of like a frame and stuff. And they're like, what the heck? And like, I felt like I felt like it worked better in the manga than he did in the anime. And I don't I don't think I'm generally like a manga snobbo. Um but that's that's kind of where I'm at there. But if anyone really likes it, I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't blame you. It's fine. It's fun. Good enough. I will say, like, it it is. The jokes, I enjoyed the jokes in the manga. I, I I would say that the jokes are not the kind that reward repeat viewings. So like, it could be some of that in there. Where, like, yeah, that just, too. You know, like, but you know, it's fun to see him animated. I it's. It's uh, it, because it's so simple. Like it's easy to watch because the character, the main character, is kind of the stupid, likable, nice guy thing. Where it's like you root for him, like the typical shonen fair, um, d- dumber than most shonen characters. But that's also what's part of the joke, right? Like he his he casts magic where it's like you know, he just glutes runs really magic, fast. biceps <laughs> magic, like. <it's, laughs> I, I thought that stuff was funny. I, I don't know how long they yeah. can keep it up, um, but you know, yeah, not for everyone for sure. But 
animated very well. You can't deny. Uh, yeah, A1 crushed it. I mean, that show, had, in my opinion, has no right to be animated that well. They should have shared some <laughs> yeah. of that resource with, with Magical Destroyers. Maybe I could have watched more than an episode of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Looking at the rest of the list, um, as far as what we've all watched, I don't think there's a lot of new stuff. Like, I watched all of uh, Demon Slayer Season 3 as well as Dr. Sone. I think you, Sam, and uh, Dylan both watched Konosuba, whatever so, season they're yeah, on. Yeah, so I want yeah. I want to talk about this for a second. Yeah, all right, let's go. Let's go to Konosuba. I I have one episode left. I almost I almost finished watching this show. Um, it somehow managed to be like a Konosuba that's actually like wholesome and fun and mm-hmm. really good, and I love the. Uh, like you get the Sam's favorite thing of like you get the really cool fun like story that is in the opening and the ending and it continues together there. Uh I mm-hmm. love the I love the end song and animation. I think it's I so think it's good. one of the it's just like it's so catchy. Um it has a couple of nice uh, musical tracks in there like it, like I I liked it quite a bit more than season 2 of Konosuba. Um uh, I I think it's I think it's a really great show that like is weird to even say like oh yeah a Konosuba show that you could like recommend to like most people and they'd be like oh this is a cool really fun show <laughs> yeah yeah this is the Konosuba you can recommend to people and then <laughs> if they can make it through this one then wow if you're feeling sure. frisky yeah this, because this one is like a spinoff with a uh, focus on Megumin right yes am I, am I right yeah. on that yeah. okay yeah. I just Actually, I know the characters, but I don't really know. Like yeah. I know the names, but I don't really know the characters. So yeah, the crazy mage. You, you don't know this going in, and it, you quickly realize this, so it's not exactly a spoiler. But it is it is a perfect prequel to Konosuba. Hmm. It it basically ends where the first one starts, which was 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 really fun. It's just I think Dylan's right. It's it's like it's much more of a good balance of kind of wholesome and. Uh, the characters aren't such jerks to each other. Like the rivalry between um, Union and Megumin. Union and Megumin. Yeah, like it's very pure. Like Union desperately wants a friend, but she doesn't want to admit that she has no friends, and she wants to be Megumin's friend. And Megumin just goes around, you know, actually trying to help people, but you know, in a self-aggrandizing kind of way. Uh, even the, the the town pervert is very pure. <laughs> in a yeah, weird kind of way <laughs> it's so weird that it's like oh yeah we made this like third season of konosuba but it's actually like a super nice show that you could yeah you could literally just like recommend it and it'd be like oh yeah watch this show it's really fun yeah <laughs> which is bizarre yes it's, it's very bizarre for konosuba it's, yeah it's, uh... you're like oh what's the, so I'm like oh konosuba what's what's the cringe rating eight out of five or just a seven out of five <laughs> <laughs> and you're like no no the cringe is it's like a one out of five like yeah. maybe yeah it's um, very low it, the jiggle is the only thing that i think um yeah brings it up <laughs> yeah um a lot of that okay well that that's how i that's how i feel on that one which i was very surprised too yeah good animation too also um yeah nice it. nice consistent drawing and animation and stuff throughout and I see. So n- nicely animated jiggle. <laughs> yeah, that that yes, it's like, much like Konosuba. They they definitely put the focus on in particular places. Well, at the same time, like Megumin is the main character, and she doesn't have any 
There's right. nothing jiggling there. It's flat as a board. Correct. So it's like Union definitely there in some of the side characters, but it's not like it's it's never like the whole focus of everything. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's a show I was always I'm like, ah, I want to watch another this show because it's it's so dumb and fun and yeah, like yeah, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I just got the 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 people in the town like the 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 five maybe five minute introduction or not five minute the, the 15 second introduction is like Megumin comes from this town they call themselves the, the crimson demons and if if that sounds edge lordy well yes they're all edge lords like that's that's their kind of their thing and including like the baker and the like <laughs> the cobbler are all like huge edge lords and like oh yeah they like literally like <laughs> summoned demons and sealed them away so that they could escape and then they could put them back again like it and then they all have big flashy fights against the demons it's like <laughs> so yeah, it's... insane people and then this you know the megamine wants to go around the world with her explosion magic and she wants to learn no other magic because she's a huge edgelord <laughs> so it's it's i don't know it's very stupid much like konosuba and but it's it's all very fun yeah. All right, fun and stupid, which is basically what Konosuba seems to always aim for. So I guess mission accomplished. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, you guys mentioned good animation. I guess I'll that I'll tie that in with uh my evaluation of Demon Slayer's season three. Um, if you've enjoyed season one and two, you'll enjoy three. It's still great. Um, UFO's table still does a good job. I will say though. I feel like they finally have broken one of the. I, I feel like one of their core tenets, which is not using obvious CGI in mm-hmm. their shows, because um, they limited it to creatures, which I do <laughs> kind of understand in this season. But I will say there's two main creatures they use the CGI on. One, it's way more offensive looking than the other, but. Other than that, the fight scenes are still pretty impressive. It's still UFO table fair, still typical, you know, um, Demon Slayers. But yeah, I just hope that's not going to be a continuing trend for UFO table because I don't know they're like they're kind of one of my one of those those studios I still have a pretty big soft spot for mm-hmm. after all these years. Oh man, what was their uh, breakout show back in like two thousand one or two? Dokoiter. Dokoiter. That's right. That was the first show they made formally as as ufo table recommended yeah. by really. our, our our lord and savior shinji from yeah, our patron saint ama our patron saint from amo tokyo shinji he recommended that show directly to me and i'm like sold and i i love it I, to this day still one of my favorite like gag goofy shows so yeah still underrated yeah i mean i'd be shocked if anybody listening even has heard of it so yeah that was a fun one. I'm somehow not surprised it was a Shinji recommend. That's where a lot of shows back in the day that no one yeah. else had heard of came from. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the few people willing to list the uh, Masaru-san R2s for sale <laughs> on website. So, Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what's left here? So I see uh, Season 2 for Gundam Witch from Mercury, which I think, Dylan, you're the only one that's current-ish on. Uh, again, I, I only got a couple eps in, but I've been very surprised and hooked in with the episodes that I've watched. And I think that it feel like 
same with the first season where it feels like eh, the show should be stupid and I shouldn't watch it. But then you watch it, you're like, huh, it's actually like, it's pretty good. And I think it's one of those shows that is um, like solid writing and uh, a cool a cool premise that they really just keep leaning into. I have, I've only watched like a couple episodes this season, but I can say I've, as, I've been pleasantly pleasantly happy with their continuing of it i don't like the opening and ending as much as the first season but uh that's okay oh i feel like that's pretty high praise from somebody who is i would say a pretty orthodox gun Ota, <laughs> that being pretty much you see is your is your jam and you know anything else is kind of generally not tolerated so i mean have have there been any non-uc gundams you've enjoyed as much as uh which uh oh man i gotta i'd have to spend more than more than the time i want to spend right now i'll I'll leave it as homework for myself and and i'll I'll come back in the next episode yeah honestly i've been wanting to watch it i just keep i mean my limit for shows for any season any given any season is like four to five and i already hit my quota this season pretty quickly so it kept keeps getting pushed back i will watch it at some point i that it is on my to watch list it's not like i'm gonna disregard it it's got a cool premise and it's got great character designs for a gundam so i do i do want to get back to it i loved season one i haven't gotten to season two yet but i'm meaning to i just ended up more in the mood for golfdom rather than guntenna guntenna that's great uh other other stragglers here uh the dangers in my heart i think sam you're the only one that watched that one yeah uh i don't even know what it's about so you're gonna have to give give them a five second <laughs> yeah five second thing here. it's a school anime um it's a kid who's extremely emo there's some busty pretty girl in his class who has some kind of secret side to her um he it's basically about his awkward interactions with her and they get kind of close um because she's kind of weird in her own way and he's weird in his own dark way and i don't know it's extremely it's it's like i really hate it because it's it it's i was hoping it would do something different but it's really just the kind of typical school like um self-insert thing where like the loser kid gets this amazing girl who's also somehow a loser in her own way but is also very popular i I don't know i I just couldn't couldn't buy it it was too weird and a little too dirty so i passed it was much like um shikimori i was like i I gotta see if this is gonna go anywhere and it it didn't so (laughs) yeah I see. You, you could have stopped at it. It's like Shiki Moore. I'm like, okay, that's good enough. Yeah, I got to a certain point. Like, okay, I absolutely do not care anymore. So, no more curiosity. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we are pretty much just about at the one hour mark, and I feel like we've discussed about the things we care about. Um, I guess we can just wrap up with any any final thoughts on this season as a whole compared to the rest of, of this past year of anime. I guess. Uh, I guess I'll I'll start off. I feel like overall this was a pretty strong season. Oshinoko was amazing. Um, a lot of like, you know, part two, season two, season threes that I continued watching that I considerably enjoyed. 
uh, a few nice surprises that, you know, I wasn't necessarily expecting in My Home Hero and Hell's Paradise. No, only the only, I would say the only massive disappointment was Magical Destroyers because I on, the only trailer I saw was the opening. I'm like, oh, this looks hot. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then it com- completely uh, screwed the pooch. But otherwise, I feel like all the shows were um, that I, I watched were, you know, was, was a good diversity and in, in show types. And overall quality seemed good, pretty strong. Um, truthfully, I don't know how summer's stacking up right now so you know so far i would say this is probably the strongest season for the year is where where i stand um what about you sam um yeah i mean i agree it's lots of between konosuba oshinoko my home hero um those those are all three pretty strong pretty entertaining shows that i look forward to every week so yeah it was a good i i honestly don't even remember what the previous season had um it was winter it was nothing everything winter was yeah, the, yeah. was the uh great the dregs season that we want to forget um i i will say here kind of trying to see what's i was looking at high dive and i see that high dive is once again as my subscription comes up for renewal is is keeping me there with helk season one uh starting on monday so i'm looking forward to that one is Hulk the one about the the hero that ends up in like the underworld or something like that and becomes like a Yeah, it's or, the big big beefy human who yeah, ends like up in the, the demon the he, world. The, yeah, the He Man looking guy who ends up being like, Yeah, death doll humans, haha, and they all actually cheer for him. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, okay, yeah. I didn't oh that's cool. I didn't know that was being animated. Um I won't lie. I I oftentimes got that one a mashable like mixed up in my head. So because because <laughs> they, they're they they have equally dumb but enjoyable premises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's 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 the only one I know about that really that's I'm looking forward to next season. But I dive. Damn you. Indeed. Uh, what about you, Mike? Um. Hmm. I haven't looked at next season much to see what I'm looking forward to. You know me, always so on top of seasonal anime. <laughs> uh, Look, since... you're on top of everything that was seasonal from 1986. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. There are people who deep dive way farther into terrible bubble era OVAs than I do. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you could say that about like any topic, right? There's always going to be the actual extra, extra extremists. But I, I feel like amongst you know anybody in our circles, you're definitely the expert, the 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 foremost expert of uh, bubble era, anything. All right, Dylan, take us home. What about you? Uh, spring. Uh, yeah, I think spring was spring is pretty good in spite of my not being in a good headspace to watch as much stuff as I would have, but there's a good number of shows that are on there that I'm like, all right, I should I should probably catch catch up these, and I'm looking at summer, and I don't know anything. It doesn't mean there's nothing that's not good, but nothing on here that I'm like, oh, definitely got to see what the heck that is. Um, but I am definitely looking forward to our next episode of of our podcast, because the next topic I'm, I'm, super, I'm super into. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, I'm just looking at some more shows. Reborn as a vending machine, I now wander the dungeon is next, <laughs> next season, so set, mark your calendars. It's, it's, oh, it's on there. It's going to be great. 
All right, so uh, before signing off, we actually, on rare, uh, this is quite a rare occasion for you listeners, we actually do have a topic uh, pre-chosen. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, since I, it's been a bit, but I believe the plan was to cover uh, Serial Experiments Lane. Is that correct? Uh, I thought we were doing the other order. Oh, then, uh, oh, then my mistake. Uh, we are covering Battle Royale? Yes. Oh yes, Battle Royale. Yeah. Yes, my the 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 movie that spawned one of my guiltiest pleasure genres in all of anime. Um, well, I also let the cat out of the bag because we're also going to be covering Lane at some point this year, and it's the twenty fifth anniversary, I believe. So that's pretty appropriate. Jeez. I think Battle Royale is also celebrating some kind of anniversary. It must be close. To, it must be at least twentieth anniversary for Battle Royale. Yeah, it's the nineties, um, I think. No, it Maybe was two. It was two thousand. Oh, it was two thousand. Okay, so oh, okay. We're we're creeping up on twenty fifth for that as well. Was uh, the original book maybe late nineties? Yeah, I think the original book was probably shortly before. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive into something that isn't anime, but very much is, in my opinion, a heavy otaku topic. So you guys have that to look forward to. Uh, but until then, this is. AMO Kenzoku signing off Sarabha